are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian Peacock back again with you on this weekly wink episode. Nick Winkler, my guest today. First, I want to tell you about how you can find this podcast. Well, you already found it, so you probably know. Do I really need to tell people how to find this podcast, Nick? <laughs> I always thought that was a little silly, but you know, whatever. <laughs> well, maybe you just randomly found the stream of it and you need to know where to subscribe. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And Spotify, you can find it at LockedOn49ers.com. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. Nick is at Bay Area Wink. Joins me once a week if you are new to the show, our weekly Wink episode. We're going to talk about the first injury report, which is out for this week. And uh, get back into that LockedOn49ers mailbag. A lot of things to talk about as the biggest contest of the season is upcoming against the Green Bay Packers. Let's bring on today's guests. Nicholas Winkler, come on down. We've got a big matchup this week, Nick. I don't know if you noticed in the Locked On 49ers Fantasy League, my team, Wide Niners, up against your team, Gold Flush. Um, you you need some help to get into the playoffs. Yeah, I need some wins. And I was looking at my schedule. And I was like, okay, cool. I got Peacock. That's a win. All right. So now I'm already looking on to next week. That's a smart move. I, I'm tanking right now. I'm, I'm going to go in tank mode because I want you to make the playoffs so hopefully I can play you in the playoffs and get an easier path to winning a championship because I've all but clinched a spot. It's probably a smart move, man. My team is trash. <laughs> you got Nick Foles going at quarterback. That's not great. I've got Aaron Rodgers about to go against the 49ers, though. Oh, see, I like that. That's what I'm talking about, man. I feel really good about our matchup this weekend because, you know, that D, they're going to just shut Rodgers down. He's not a running quarterback. Uh, that's what they have issues with. Ooh, Although be... I, I say that, but he, he, you know, he's not afraid to run. That's for sure. Are you confident going into Week 12 against the eight and two Green Bay Packers? I'm confident. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, it's not going to be an easy matchup, but I believe in this football team, man. The defense is, you know, Ben don't don't break the the offense. You know, if they're going to take away the running game, Jimmy G's showing you that that he can beat you with this arm. And and Debo Samuel, he wants to be that number one receiver and. Hopefully they can get Kittle back. That would be a huge boost to this offense, just not only just with what he does catching the ball and, and running after the catch, but just with his blocking ability as well. I think I really think that has a huge factor when it comes to, you know, why the 49ers can't get this ball, you know, r- running down the field. And, and also, obviously, not having Breed in there is hurt as well. He's missed the last, what, game and a half or so. And, and, and you know, Coleman's a good running back. But if they're going to stack the box and, and, and dare you to pass – Jimmy G's going to beat you because he's shown you that he can and he will. What sucks is most of the names you mentioned just now did not practice on Wednesday. We have our first Week 12 practice report out. George Kittle, not at practice. He's dealing with both the knee and ankle injuries from a few weeks ago against the Arizona Cardinals. And Kyle Shanahan said today that it will come down to the wire again and be a game-time decision, although he is, quote, better than last week but not good enough to practice Wednesday, and it looks like everybody else not practicing will be a game-time decision as well. Both wide receivers, Debo Samuel, he left the game briefly with a shoulder injury, came back Sunday. He did not practice because of that shoulder, and Emmanuel Sanders not practicing because of his rib injury. D. Ford out with a hamstring, Joe Staley out with the finger. Both of those guys probably not playing this weekend. Robbie Gold still has the quad injury, and Matt Breida with an ankle injury. Those guys all did not practice, and... 
Uh, still a questionable outlook for those players for this coming Sunday. Limited participants in practice, DJ Jones with the groin, Raheem Mostert with a knee, and good news for linebacker Aziz Al-Shair, who missed last week with a concussion. He has been cleared, it looks like, from concussion protocol because he was a full participant. But your point about George Kittle is huge. And not only is he such a good blocker, but just the threat of him in the passing game makes it so it's nearly impossible for teams to stack eight in the box like they have been against the 49ers recently. Right. And the, the start of your uh, injury report, though, I had not seen that yet. You definitely took the air completely out of my confidence for this weekend. So thank you again a, for that. That's something you're very good at bursting my bubble. It's only Done Wednesday. It again. No, it's, I know it's early. It's early. These guys got some time to get back out there, but I mean, you're going up against you know, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and that year in year out. They're one of the best teams in the NFC and, and it's going to be a battle, man. It's going to be another primetime game at Levi stadium. That crowd's going to bring it. You know, they are cause they have all season and uh, obviously I'm looking forward to it, but you know, you, you don't like hearing all those injuries, but you do like hearing that, that a Calder Witherspoon is going to start, right? Yes and no. So that's That could go either way, right? Because you don't want to see the guy who rushes back, who is not in midseason form and not 100% like we saw Clowney sure. destroy Joe Staley. We don't want to see that at cornerback because that could get ugly very quickly. You want to make sure he's 100% first. And if he is, I think he deserves to have his starting job back. But Emmanuel Mosley should be at the ready and maybe have a quick hook on Akello just in case he shows that his legs are not quite under him because, I mean, all it takes is one screw up there at cornerback and that's six points and the 49ers uh, can't have that because this is going to be a highly contested game. Yeah, yeah, you make a great point there. Um, that being said, you know, guys rush back and don't look great and then maybe don't look great again week two. I mean, I, I, I don't know if you saw Grant Coney broke down a bunch of Mike McGlinchey's blocking and he did not have a good game. You know, in game two back. So hopefully, you know, he can find his old form and come back a little stronger there. And it's his third week back from injury. And and I saw Witherspoon out there a few times, you know, last week. And, and he looked he looked pretty good. And uh, and mostly he passes the eye test. You know, we, we like what we see. And, you know, I, I, I wish I had written down this stat that I saw. Someone posted something about Mosley. And he allows like 70% completion percentage thrown against him or something. It's one of the worst in the NFL or something. And that really surprised me because I feel like Mosley's been looking great with his time out there. I mean, maybe it was just last week, the, the stat I'm reading here. Everybody out there, don't listen to me. I, I'm just talking out of my behind right now. <laughs> I don't know what your sources were there. I have not seen that statistic, but... I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, look it up. here. I'm going to go to Pro Football Focus right now while we chat about this. Uh, first, your point about Mike McGlinchey, and there is the argument that Brunskill played better than... Then McGlinchey, when he well, basically Brunskill has played better while McGlinchey was out than since McGlinchey came back, and that's right. a fair assessment. Brunskill basically did the Emmanuel Mosley thing, but on the offensive side of the ball, Brunskill's been playing really well, and I think he's probably better than Justin School, and he, he's been good from from training camp and preseason. Daniel Brunskill has been a very good player, and so more found money there for the 49ers, uh, another starting caliber player I think in Brunskill probably at guard most likely if the 49ers say lost Mike Person in the offseason I, I could see Brunskill plugging in and being a starting guard for the team and obviously he he filled in well at tackle so uh, I like Daniel Brunskill quite a bit I'm I'm not one to bash Mike McGlinchey because he's too good but 
yeah, he, he hasn't played as well since jumping back in there. I think that's pretty obvious so far, and the 49ers need to get things right at offensive line because I think that's another big part of what's going on with the run game. I just looked it up, okay? So it's from at KP underscore show on Twitter. It says 49ers quarterback Emmanuel Mosley has a 70% success rate this season. That's third in the NFL among quarterbacks that have been targeted 20-plus times. So then I guess when I read it, I, I thought it meant completion percentage. But as I read further, people were also confused and put things like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, Explain this to me. And he so says, Mosley's been successful 70% of the time, not the quarterback. Correct. Okay. He, says, okay. Let, he says, let's say, for example, he allows a four-yard reception on third and seven. That doesn't qualify as a successful play for the offense, so it improves Emmanuel's success rate. So it, it's, it's basically he has been – he has been successful. He has played well. Yes. And KP Show, that is Kyle Posey from Niners Nation. He's the new head guy over there at Niners Nation. Well, not new anymore. He's been doing it for a year now. But uh, he's also a friend of the program. So I trust his sources on those statistics. Mosley has played well. His grade's looking good at Pro Football Focus. As you'd expect, Richard Sherman leading the 49ers with an 85.6 coverage grade. Akella Witherspoon's been still number two with his four games played. So... 49ers yes, does that are in... convert to in success rate. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't have those success rate numbers pulled up right now. I need a but... conversion. Uh, can you give me some sort of formula, some math equation, where I can work these two out? There's a lot of statistics out there. Some of them helpful. Some of them you get a little convoluted, and you're like, okay, what's going on? What are we talking about here? And some of them are just mystery grades right. where you don't know what is in the sauce, but you know the sauce tastes good, and so you just trust it. But basically, you, you like gotta, the sauce? Uh-huh. You, gotta, <laughs> you gotta trust yourself. <laughs> know what you see, and then use those statistics added context that verify what you're seeing. And if, if the stats don't verify what you're seeing, then double check one of them and see which one's right. wrong, because that's the way I go about it. When it comes to analytics and advanced statistics, and there's a lot of numbers out there from a lot of sources now, which is awesome. I love smart people trying to break things down and seeing things from different angles. It's great. It's great for the game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, to, to start that whole conversation about him, like, he passed the eye test. You know, he, he looked good. And, right. and that that's huge. And, and hopefully, you know, it, it never hurts to have solid guys as backups. And, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how long they stick with Witherspoon if he does, you know, kind of struggle at first, if they if they pull him quick. And I don't know. I'm just – there's a lot. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack this week. And, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a hell of a game, man. Yeah, if someone wants to come with a stat that says Emmanuel Mosley has not been balling out, you can stuff it because that dude not only has been playing good, he's been playing out of his damn mind. That bodes well for the 49ers. Hopefully Akello's back at 100% and playing like he did at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see to see what he looks like with another week under his belt of practice and uh, further away from that injury. Let's get into the Locked On 49ers mailbag. I'm into it. This episode is brought to you in part by Greg's Tax Service. Honest and straightforward, Greg's Tax Service has been in the business for 25 years. They can help with any number of tax problems, including unfiled returns, back taxes, IRS collection, and audit representation. Find out more at gregstaxservice.com. As a true football fan, you already know, just as sure as the seasons change, Tom Brady will keep the Patriots in the game. And so will Jimmy Garoppolo, I might add. Every weekend, our favorite gridiron warriors put their skills to the test, so why aren't you doing the same? We're almost halfway through the NFL season, so now is the time to get off the sidelines and get in the game with my bookie. 
MyBookie is the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every weekend. They always have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and bet with the best at MyBookie. If you like to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay, pick your locks for the week, put them together in one parlay bet, and when they all come out together on top, the rewards will be huge. The best part is, if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. That's right. If you put in $1,000, they'll give you $1,000 to bet at MyBookie. That's double your initial deposit you can use on all your favorite picks. Use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On to double your first deposit. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. One thing first before we open up the mailbag, Nick, is this was a tweet from Matt Barrows and just the the connections to Packers head coach Matt LaFleur on the 49ers. Uh, There's more than just just Mike LaFleur, which is the 49ers passing game coordinator. Matt, the Packers head coach, is the older brother of Mike, the 49ers assistant, but it goes beyond that. And I didn't really know about the Robert Sala connection very much, but Matt LaFleur, Packers head coach, and 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Sala were Central Michigan roommates. Yeah, like besties, right? Best pals, right, yeah. And and I knew they knew each other. I didn't know they were like best friends, though. Obviously, uh, Matt LaFleur had coached underneath Kyle Shanahan because they're part of the same coaching tree that was in Washington and Atlanta, where Matt LaFleur was the quarterback's coach under offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan. And then it goes even further than that. Matt LaFleur's wife's first cousin is 49ers strength coach. So um, a lot of connections to the 49ers head coach. Does that give anybody an advantage? Does it, uh, is it just a fun anecdote? I don't know, but uh, interesting connections there with the 49ers and Packers coaching staffs. It is fun to me because I want to picture Sala and LaFleur like just sitting there like up all night playing Madden against each other, you know, (laughs) just like going going nuts, you know, just yelling at each other like, Solid getting all pumped, rah, rah, doing his solid smash, you know? Trying like, to get their tendencies. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So they know each other pretty well, just based on their years of Madden, I'm sure. And Matt apparently texted Robert Sala and said, hey, can you give me a call? I have some questions about your defense. I don't think uh, Robert Sala gave him a call back on that. <laughs> he, he texted back, who dis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. New number, who dis? <laughs> F- the number of a future head coach, who dis? Right, there you go, exactly. Unfortunately (laughs) for us. So, Owen called you out on Twitter this week. uh, At Owen Skilly. And he said that at Bay Area Wink is on the pod, but there is an advert on the network where Nick says, quote, we've got a running game that can't be stopped. And uh, this is a new promo on the Locked On Podcast Network. Ever since this promo's been running, as Owen points out, the run game has gone downhill. Owen's yes, wondering but, if this is a coincidence or if you just completely jinxed the 49ers run game. Well, to be you know factually accurate here, they have not been stopped. They have positive rushing yards every single game. So technically, Owen, <laughs> I was right. Definitely not been stopped. They uh, they rushed 12, <laughs> nine times for 12 yards last week. Yeah, and when I said it, yeah, it definitely was uh, unstoppable. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. It looks like we have a running game that can be stopped. So hopefully this will be the jinx that unjinxes the other jinx, and and we move forward. And also, since I've said that, we've had no George Kittle, so there's that. We got an email from Daniel. He says, what's up, Brian, the Winkster and little Leo? 
How are you, Daniel? Thank you for the email. He says, you're really my only Niner friend here in Austin and absolutely love the show. Listen daily and haven't missed one in a year. Nice. I think there's there's a big contingent of 49ers fans in the Austin area in Texas. I think you got to go find them on a Sunday because there's got to be some Niner fans. Actually, you know what? You know who lives in Austin is a guy I was on his podcast recently, the Better Rivals podcast, part of the Niners Nation Oscar Aparicio lives in Austin, if I'm not mistaken. So there's got to be a place. Reach out to him. Find some Austin Niner fans there, Daniel. Uh, But anyways, thank you for listening to the show, and I'm glad I could be your friend while you drive around town and talk Niners with you because I'm sure there's a ton of Cowboys talk and a ton of whatever college football talk there in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I mean, I just Googled, you know, 49ers bars in Austin, Texas, and the mean-eyed cat came up the library bar st rogues bar the grand top golf apparently there's some 49er people that hang out there okay so uh yeah just go out go go for a little bit of a search and uh and find yourself some fellow 49ers to watch the games with yeah see the library bar the smart 49ers fans that live in austin right they're well read and they're smart so they go to the library bar to watch niners football it's where the intelligent football fans go because they like the 49ers He says, anyway, my buddy from University of Texas asked me what happened to Marquise Goodwin, who was a former Longhorn. You think it's a scheme issue with Kyle's plays developed so fast that he can't run downfield fast enough, or is he just not good as he was, or just better options now with Debo and Sanders? Um, I think the quick passing game is part of it. I think off-field, maybe Marquise's mind is somewhere else. Um but yeah, he's not the same guy, and he's not performing as he did. I don't think it's scheme based because Goodwin has already performed well under Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I'm shocked that someone didn't say that I jinxed him by buying a jersey with his name on it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I forgot you bought that, so you definitely jinxed him. Okay, well there you go. Dang, man! All right, who, all right I just bought an Aaron Rodgers jersey online, so oh, I good. think we're good to go, guys. Absolutely. Was it a Cal jersey or a, a Packers jersey? <laughs> No, it's Packers. I, I don't, you know, I don't care about his time at Cal. I care about right now. Or what is? Was it his uh, Butte Community College jersey? It was, was the it? 49ers jersey they had printed up at the draft, just in case they took him instead of Alex Smith. I was a classmate they- of Aaron Rodgers at Butte Community College. Our time there, I think, crossed over a little bit. I could have had a class next to him. He could have sat right next to me, and I have no idea. Yeah, I was going to ask if you guys like pass notes in class or anything. No, nothing like that. Uh, you totally I, would have caught him, though, because you know he would have delivered a perfect pass. There was some dudes from the football team that came out and played some Sandlot football with it, with us, and I dominated, so he was probably one of them. Oh, yeah, no doubt, dude. I'm <laughs> sure you were all over him. Picked him off a couple times. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, he can't. He couldn't cover me for sure if he was the dude that was trying to cover me. You cannot cover Brian Peacock with a quarterback. Come on. Love that. Hey, did you see the tweet from somebody out in London who was talking about, like, God, it's in the middle of the night. I can't take the next day off. What do I do? Oh, no, I did not see that one. Oh, yeah, it was a great one. They they're basically like, you know, should I wake up first thing in the morning and watch the highlights or record the game, go to work, and hope that I miss everything? And I think that you could probably get away with that in London, right? Yeah, dude, you got to do whatever. Stay off social media. Just, like, don't Twitter or you know, just don't Facebook, don't do any of that stuff. Be take one day off, yeah, and just just be cool. You're probably less likely to accidentally get the score read to you. Um, yeah, you got to stay off social media. Obviously, you got to stay off Twitter. Not impossible, but I think the best course of action is 
You watch the game and you worry about the consequences later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just stay up. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> it's sleep, easy for me to sleep say. Sleep when you're dead, man. It's very easy for me to say, but that's you know gotta what? Be I have some advice though, because I am I am over quarter. You gotta be as- aggressive with it. You know, if you know if you see somebody that you know enjoys sports or knows that you like a certain team, yes. Immediately when you see them, just be like, "Hey, I recorded the game. I have no idea what happened." Don't wait for them to be like, hey, did you see the game? They sure suck. You're yeah. Like, oh, man. And the other thing is don't be the person. This happens a lot with sports. It happens even more, I think, with TV programs. And you're trying to catch up to the big show that everybody's watching. People yeah. love to do the thing where they're like, okay, I won't spoil it for you. But, and they'll right. give you some crap. And it like it messes up your mind, even if it doesn't really spoil it. Like, Watch out for the brother. And you're like, why did you say that? Yeah. They have to say oh, yeah. something. Don't be yeah, that like- person. Dude, I got the I, oh yeah, I got the game recorded. I'm gonna watch it later, and they're like, "Don't bother." You're like, "Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Right. Yeah. Cool. You didn't just give it away. Don't say anything. Don't say it's bad. Don't say it's good. Don't right. say it's boring. Don't say it's bloody. Don't say, just say anything okay and move at all. On. Don't be that person. Right. <laughs> Look out for the brother. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to. Jordan, he says, is stacking the box and forcing Jimmy to throw 45 times everyone's strategy playing against us now? And it sure seems like that's the case, but at the same time, the 49ers are 9-1, and so I don't know if that's even that great of an option. Yeah, no, I keep trying it. I, I'm okay with that. Jimmy G's look good back there. I know I, I read something. Uh, they were talking, uh, I think Weston Richburg or something, they are interviewing him after the game about Jimmy G's presence in the huddle, and he was essentially like, I'd follow this guy anywhere. Like he comes in with such confidence. Like you just believe that he's going to get the job done. This is what you want in a quarterback. This is what you want leading your football team. And you got to love that. I mean, he he made a really bad throw, a couple of them on Sunday, but I love the confidence. And and after so many years of having check down after check down, after check down with Alex Smith and even Kaepernick turned into a little bit of a check down guy there towards the end of his time and then into Gabbert and don't even get me started on the rest of the nonsense we've had at quarterback. It's just so nice to see that gunslinger at quarterback. That's just not afraid to stick the ball in there. Confident quarterback play in the top half of the league of quarterbacks. You can rank him wherever you want. You have a good quarterback. That's a good feeling to have with the other things that the 49ers have going on for them. They're going to be in every game every week. They are a good football team, potentially a great football team as consistency gets better so yeah yeah I like that. enjoy the ride I mean, this is fun and actually on that topic we've got some questions about Debo some questions about the best 49ers seasons to watch those questions coming up long day at work still stuck at the office open the DoorDash app choose what you want to eat and your food will be delivered to you wherever you are right now our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked on. Talking about enjoying the ride, that's been one of the things I have preached recently with 49ers fans who are getting mad at people who are trying to poke holes in the 49ers record or whatever. Let it let that run off your back and just say, hey, just wait. Just watch the game, and then you tell me about the 49ers after they wreck another quarterback. And, and even win or lose, Aaron Rodgers is not going to have a good time playing against that 49ers defense. But Jose has the question. He says... What were your most fun seasons to watch as a 49ers fan? Ooh, that's a good one. That 94 team was a lot of fun. Yes. The, I mean, the ones when you were a kid, basically the 
those 88, 89 teams back to back, that's when I first started to realize, okay, this team is amazing. And these are the players that, that are like, that have this godlike status, you know, Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Ronnie Lott. I wore number 42 my first year in flag football. And I was a huge fan of the San Francisco Giants, 1989, going to the World Series. Will Clark, that was my dude. So that was a great time to be a fan of San Francisco teams. I think the Harbaugh, the early Harbaugh years, the first two, yeah, those were like, oh, wow, this team has arrived. They arrived quickly, and they are brutally good and destroy people. Those matchups with the Seahawks, I mean, those were fun. Those were really fun teams and, and fun seasons to watch. Yeah, those were a lot of fun. Also, you know, I had a lot of fun during like the Jeff Garcia, Terrell Owens days, you know, Charlie Garner. Like there were there were a lot of good football <laughs> teams in there to watch. And, you know, there were there were quite a few bad ones as well. But yeah, I mean, anytime I could watch Steve Young play football growing up, you know, that was he was my favorite football player of all time. So that that was a lot of fun. I didn't care who else was on the team at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. Like you said, my first football memory is, you know, back in in 88. You know, watching watching the, the 49ers win the Super Bowl on my dad's lap. So that, yep. that obviously yep. has, has a, a lot of great memories with me. Um, but I just I, I like watching every 49ers football team, even if they're bad. I'm going to be honest with you because I have such love for the for the red and gold, man. The J.T.O. Sullivan-led 49ers. Do you remember yeah, those Yeah, right? Actually, yeah, speaking dude. of J.T.O. Sullivan, he has a new YouTube channel that I saw recently. It's called The QB School. And it's really good, and he breaks things down. It's really it's a it's a good watch. So maybe I'll try to get J.T. O'Sullivan on the show. Talk Garoppolo, talk about quarterbacks because he does a really good job there of breaking down X's and O's, situational stuff, how to read coverages, what quarterbacks are seeing, and things that happen week to week in the NFL. And actually, he I think he graduated very very close to when my wife did at the University of California Davis. Well, there you go. Now you have an, an in right there, an yeah, icebreaker. There you go. Uh, let's move on to Sonny. He says, hey, guys, great show. Debo has been balling out lately. How much of his recent plays attributed to the addition of Sanders? Seems like ever since he came, Debo has stepped up his game. Yeah, I mean, I've liked Debo's game all year, you know. But, yeah, ever since Sanders has come in, he's definitely drawn a lot of attention. From the from the defensive backs, and so yeah, maybe that is why he's getting a little more action. Is because like, all right, that Sanders is is being double covered. Let's go to Debo, and he's he's making the most of it. I mean, he's still making rookie mistakes. You know, you still see it at least once a game, and it, it can be you know you want to hit your head against the wall sometimes. But I mean, the the plays he's making, are, you know, when he when he's not making those silly little mistakes, are, are just phenomenal. I mean, the guy can play football. He's he's tough. He's he's definitely my kind of guy, which is. You know, I, I, he is what I thought Jalen Hurd was going to be. You know, that strong, fast receiver who just isn't afraid to, to lower his, his head and, and really, you know, just just lay into a, a defensive back who wants to make a tackle. And I've seen Debo do that. It's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Let's finish this up with Nick. He says, it appears we've lost three defensive linemen for extended periods of time trying to sack mobile quarterback. What gives? Besides long muscles, still appears the off-limits to media strength crew could use some tweaks. Um, I, you know, I've seen some people talk about the 49ers injuries and that they've had this brutal stretch of injuries. I, I would take this year's injuries over l- losing Jimmy Garoppolo in week three last year. Right. Uh, every team has to deal with injuries. I don't think the 49ers have an abnormal amount of injuries compared to other teams. I just think that sometimes you you focus on the ones that are happening to your team. You don't realize it's going on around the league and, and more players are being held out for more minor injuries than they had in the past before they're like, here's pop some pills and let's go, you know? Uh, so 
right. think there's a little bit to both of those things. And just because someone gets hurt, I, 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 you just can't really point to the strength no. and conditioning crew for that. So I, I think that's sort of a red herring for the 49ers injuries. And D Ford maybe favoring his bad knee. And I think that's caused some other problems for him. He's had a quad injury as well that's probably related. But I mean, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. You've got to run around and you've got to do things a little bit differently to chase some of those more mobile quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, this is the NFL, too. You know, injuries just happen. It's just part of the game. And luckily, defensive line was one of the deeper areas on this football team. So mm-hmm. so the guys have just been able to to step in and, and you know, they haven't really missed, you know, much of a beat. So luck, luckily, those are the areas. I mean, obviously, the the offensive line was another one where we didn't know. But, you know, Brunskill and school, they've been they've been fantastic when they've had to fill in. And same with Mosley on the in, in the cornerback and Dre Greenlaw's playing really well at linebacker this it's just a top to bottom, just a, a good football team, you know, and, and even just with the practice squad. And so injuries are going to happen. You right. know, you can't, I don't think you can blame it on any one thing. It's just, it's a rough game. Ross Dwelly you know, coming in and scoring ball. two touchdowns last week. Like the 49ers right. have right. gotten phenomenal. The performances they've had from their depth pieces and guys that are forced to fill in has, have been amazing. And they've even found yeah, a mean, couple of guys who are starting, starting caliber, which is fantastic. So sure. uh, as far as injury Mostert, goes, Wilson, I mean, it's yeah, everywhere. It has not hurt the 49ers is, is, as long as the injury list looks and seems like it's been really rough, it really hasn't been for the 49ers. Right. I mean, I just, I'm going to go back uh, to what I've been saying all along. It's a scheme thing. You know, they got the right guys to fit their scheme and, and they're, everybody's doing their job. And that's what's most important. And hopefully that list gets a little bit shorter as we go on through the week. I think a lot of those guys not yes. practicing th- at this point in the week, they'll be at least limited by, you know, Friday and be able to play Sunday. Yeah, I think you're right. And hopefully, fingers crossed, man, I'd love to. Have a healthy team. It's going to be a brutal stretch, man. Packers, Ravens, Saints. Ooh. Kittle, Sanders, Debo. Need a couple of those guys at least to be in there, and, and hopefully all three. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to be sitting 9-1 and one at this time of the year either. Yes, and I was on with Ryan Covey, who was also in our home fantasy football league on, on 95-7 the game last night, and he asked me, would I take it if he could guarantee 1-2 and two record over the next three games for the 49ers against the Packers? Ravens and Saints Mm -hmm. and I think the 49ers will be able to win one of those games no matter what but that is not a bad place to be for the 49ers to be 10 and 3 after that brutal stretch and they would still be in cruise control I think for or at least in the driver's seat for the NFC West and still having some home games in the playoffs but two out of three would be a fantastic run through these next three games for the 49ers yeah especially with two on the road against uh, two pretty amazing defenses there Absolutely. All right, Nick, we're out of time. Thank you so much as always. My pleasure, buddy. Thanks everybody for listening. Be back tomorrow. Keys to victory for Sunday night football prime time. Nine and 49ers against the eight and two Green Bay Packers. All that tomorrow right here. Locked on 49ers. Brita is a beast like a pit bull off his leash. Bosa off the edge, about to knock you off your cleats. Not to mention Jimmy G hitting Kittle up the middle, breaking 80 like it's three. Quan and Fred stop him dead in the tracks, it's a fact. Defensively monstrous, all of violently attacks. Shanahan does have the planet of these owner man the man. The fans and sands, they cannot stand the Seahawks or the Rams. And when we see them, we establish in our dominance in the West. Did the song did the song jinx some of these guys? Hey, what's that? Did the song jinx some of these guys? About half of those names are banged up now. <laughs> That's a good call, man. Take the jinx off of me. It wasn't me. It was that right there. Okay, next week, no song, no wink, and then we'll see. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.